time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. No matter where you are, Glenn can meet with you virtually, or you can come in person to the office in Greensboro. You can find him online at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, you ready for another great episode today? Absolutely, Walter. Let's get let's get started. All right, glad to hear it. And uh, we are talking today about what are reasonable expectations. You know, certainly, I don't think our uh, podcast listeners uh, feel like their expectations might be out of line when they come in and meet with you, Glenn, or talk to someone else about their finances, or perhaps they're aware that maybe they're asking for the moon sometimes, or, or maybe they just don't really know where that line is. What are the right expectations to have? when it comes to their finances, when it comes to planning for retirement, all those kinds of things. So on today's show, we're going to look at maybe what an expectation might look like and then figure out, okay, is this a reasonable expectation? Where do we need to adjust those expectations and all of those kinds of things? So this will be great to help set the table for anybody who's thinking about meeting with an advisor or thinking about how to put together a proper financial plan and uh, thinking about retirement. These will be some helpful directions to point you in as we go through today. So let's say, Glenn, somebody comes in to meet with you and they say that one of their goals is they want to get some bigger returns, but they want little to no risk at the same time. Is that a reasonable expectation? And then how do you handle that conversation? Well, Walter, I mean, there's obviously a big challenge with that, right? I mean, and of course, it comes into figuring out what do they mean by bigger returns, right? I mean, it's like if they've got a bunch of money sitting in at the bank making nothing, then, you know, or I shouldn't say nothing, but, you know, it's like 0.001 or something of that nature. I mean, you know, then that might not be so hard to accomplish and that might not be an unrealistic expectation. However, at the same time, you know, if they're, if they have, you know, their, uh, their portfolio in the, in the markets and, you know, and, and those kinds of things, and they realize that there, there's, uh, there's, you know, there's risk there and they're wanting to, you know, improve upon what's there without taking risk, you know, well, that, that might be challenging. You know, certainly we have to dig into the details, but in general terms, and I think most people understand the fact that, you know, the, the, the bigger returns you go for, the more risk you're, you've got to be willing to take. And, you know, and the more, and the more, uh, you know, safety you're looking for, well, then, you know, then, you know, in terms of that, that creates a, a you know, almost a necessity of, uh, of having expectations of having you know smaller returns and you know and 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 less growth because just I mean it's the obvious right I mean big you know risk reward and is uh, you know they're, they're kind of tied they're kind of tied with how much risk you're willing to take if that makes sense it does make sense and that's that old uh, that old chestnut right of uh, wanting your cake and eating it too when it comes to those returns and the level of risk that you have to take those do have a uh, oh, to use an old high school uh, maybe it's high school you know biology term perhaps a symbiotic relationship of some sort yeah you know? <laughs> yeah no now that said i mean i think one of the one of the one of the key things is is um you know is looking for consistency right and that can sometimes that can sometimes be interesting because over time you know with uh you know, if you're hitting, you know, base hits and doubles, you know, so to speak, to use a baseball analogy versus swinging for the fences and looking for home runs all the time, you know, you can end up with, you know, with reasonable returns. And, and of course, it, it depends upon, you know, where you are.
are in life too as to what you might need be needing to look at or wanting to look at you know if you're early if you're in your early years of you know of accumulation versus you know when you're like you're just right on the precipice or maybe even already just retired or something of that nature well then you know you you, you have to kind of temper all that with you know with where are you and and what do you need and and, and even in that i mean it, it everybody's situation's a bit different you know you, you know, so i've sat down with with folks who are you know getting ready to retire or already retired and you know oftentimes all they have is what's in their retirement accounts right which is sometimes significant sometimes not so much or sometimes something in between but i also sit down with folks that uh, that sometimes have pensions and and sometimes in the same household you have multiple pensions and so when you have that kind of, you know, income stream that, that's going to be there, you know, and that you know that it's going to be reliable, well, then that in those kind of situations, there are times where, you know, folks might take a little bit more risk, you know, but at the same time, you know, that they, you know, they, if they're, if they're looking and say, hey, I want these big returns and no risk, well, you know, we, we might run into a problem, but, you know, but ultimately we have to kind of determine what's, what's the right profile and, you know, what is your comfort level and what's reasonable for what you need your money to do. Great points across the board there, Glenn. So again, great one to start us off as we talk about reasonable expectations in the financial and retirement planning world. Bigger returns, little to no risk. That's where we need to find some middle ground and find some reasonable expectations there. Another good one, Glenn, shifting gears a little bit. If someone comes in and they say to you, how can I get out of paying taxes on the money in my IRAs and 401ks. Is it a uh, reasonable expectation to expect to be able to accomplish that goal? Well, you know, you, if you if you were to you know you know give it to charity, then then it probably could you could probably pull that one off, right? <laughs> because obviously, you know, and you know, in that scenario, if you're if you're giving, particularly you know if you're if you're giving it directly, and there are some caveats even being able to do that, but ultimately, if you're taking it out as as we would normally think then you know there there's at least it's going to be subject to taxation now there are some strategies and tax aware strategies and you know and, and depending upon how much time you have you know there there's ways of managing you know potentially you know what your what your tax risk may be and what your exposure to taxes might be but but in virtually you know in most cases you there's going to be some taxation in terms of Roth conversions however that said I, I mean there there are some situations where I, and I work with folks we can sometimes you know Avoid, um, you know, taxation. Being, you know, based upon the the overall picture of their of their uh, of their what their income is and what their what their tax returns look like. And of course, it also depends upon you know how much other income they have, what other resources they have, and you know, and how much time is there. You know, obviously, when you're looking at a tax return, there are a certain amount of deductions that that are there, and there are times when you can you, when you can maneuver around that. But it but it certainly takes you know someone with skills and working you know closely with the, with a tax professional to to look and see how we can do that in the most effective and most efficient ways but typically it's going to be very hard to just completely avoid them but sometimes you can you can mute them and you know and you can you know and you can kind of manage that that uh, that price tag if, if you if you will that's a great point I, we don't ever want to uh, like it's a great question to ask right we don't want to ever discourage anybody from asking the question um, how can I reduce or, or stop paying taxes like this, that's a positive thing to be thinking about 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've never I've never met anybody that wants to send extra money to Washington, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or or to the state capital either. But you know, I mean, ultimately, I mean, most people want to you know want to do their you know they they want to do what's right, and they you know and they realize that there are expenses that the government has, but they don't want to overpay, right? And so it's just a it's a matter of you know looking at your situation and and then determining, okay, what's realistic? What are your expectations? What what are your goals? You know, how much money do you have saved, and what types of accounts are they saved and you know and, and you know and all of those things start to factor into to working you know strategically to to try to you know make make sure that you you know that you don't overpay and and you know in the in the uh, in the tax column so to speak great point glenn all right last one uh, for us to cover and i think this one will lead to some good back and forth glenn can you just do it for me if somebody walks into your office and they say that because they just you know, they just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to put their hands on it. They don't have to worry about it and think about it. Uh, is that a reasonable expectation that somebody can just sort of like do the old rotisserie infomercial and just set it and forget it and let you handle all the work? Yeah, well, it's probably not a very good idea, Walter. I mean, there's certainly, I mean, there are some, you know, just add water <laughs> kind of scenarios right. and one yeah. size fits all. But I don't think that that's that, that's typically what you're really wanting. I mean, you, you know, obviously, if you're if you're going to an advisor, you know, you want to get their input, feedback, and you want them to design, you know, you know, a plan or, or you know whatever your expectations are, and that's a, that's a conversation in and of itself because not everybody has the has the same desires in how they want to utilize, uh, you know, an advisor. But you know, it's uh, the idea of just it's like, hey, you know, can you know, can you put this together for me? Um, I mean, that's that's an advisor's job to do that. But but if the I, you know, in my view anyway, you know, with, with the way I view being an advisor, I think you know, you know, that needs to be a, a team effort, right? You need to you need to have input and you know, and back and forth, and you know, and and uh, you know, and, and see what those expectations are and what those desires are, and you know, and and have it be you know, like like I say, it it, it really is. It's not like oh, I'm just going to completely give this to you and and you know, and 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 just you know, fix it for me there's a spectrum there obviously you know of, 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 a, of a lot of a lot of help and a lot of input versus you know a little and again it depends upon what it, what somebody's looking you know for in, in an advisor but it really should be you should be involved in it and not only just you know if, if there's if, if not just one person if there's if there's a married couple then there there ought to be there ought to be um, and you know, at least in my mind there, there should be there should be interaction and give and take and and, and conversation and um, you know and, and, and input from both from both folks in a married couple as well as the advisor so everybody's all in right everybody everybody has you know has skin in the game and you know time you know time invested in you know and and and, and their resources so that you know so that there's a everybody gets on the same page and, and realizes what's there and what's not there and what can be done and you know and, and what and what we're putting together you know as, as as an overall plan you with me I'm with you, Glenn. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's got to be some involvement, whether it be hands-on or just at least emotional involvement might be just as important. There's got to be a little bit of participation somewhere in, in some different areas there. You really want to make sure, it's because what ends up happening is, is, is if the less involved folks are, 
it's very easy to start developing certain expectations and, you know, and, and, you know, and the way you think things ought to be, it's real easy to go, you know, go astray and end up, you know, on, on, you know, and it's one person's way over here, the advisors, you know, over here, believe, you know, thinking this and, you know, and the client is in a different place and maybe their spouse is in, a, in an altogether different place. Right. I mean, you, you have to, you have to kind of bring things together and say, okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's work together. I can certainly be the quarterback of the team, but it is a team and I need, I need to have, I need to have some, you know, some, you know, input and, you know, and, and have, and have your, you know, your thoughts and your desires and everything, you know, in there and, and your, and your, and your understanding of what we're doing and why we're doing it, you know, based upon what your desires are. Right. I mean, it, it can't just be, oh, just do this. And, you know, I mean, I guess it could be, but, but again, that, that's, that's where you, you know, you end up with miscommunications and disappointments and everything else. So I really, you know, it's, it's, it's important. And, you know, that the, the interesting piece of that is, is that, that, that sounds overwhelming to a lot of folks. It's like, oh, golly, I don't want to get involved in all of that. I really don't, I don't like thinking about this or that. Well, the, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily, it's like you, you do it once and you're done. But typically, when you're when you're in the process of the early stages of putting something together as a, as a as a plan and and so forth, it tends to be more a little bit more work up front, and then you know and then if you know if you if you build good foundations, then you can kind of revisit it you know on a limited basis going forward. That you know it's like okay these certain things are going to take place. We've got things positioned this way, and you know and and so then we we come back and we just we check in and say hey are we still on track? Do we meet, do we need to make some adjustments but that part of the you know of the process you know of, of making the adjustments and checking in and making sure everything is what it needs to be I mean that's 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 that becomes easier and easier over time you know because you've, you've done the hard work up front and you know it's it's like I kind of you know and I when I think of uh, you know when lessons that I learned you know in growing up it's like I think I, I think of the uh, my mother always talked about the story of the three little pigs right and you know the, the one who built their house of bricks right because there was a foundation there and that's what I that, that's what I kind of think in terms of is, is so when we're when we're when we're putting together a plan let's just like let's let's make sure that we we have you know foundational pieces in place and then from there you know it, it becomes easier and easier to you know to do maintenance versus if you just you know you know you wing it and you put it together on you know kind of on the fly and you don't take the time up front to do that well then you it seems like you're redesigning and you know and having to do major repairs you know all the time so to speak well those are great points all across the board glenn and i hope that puts some good perspective in place for people listening to today's show. If you've got some questions about your finances, about your retirement planning, wondering if you have reasonable expectations or not, don't hesitate to reach out to Glenn Mosseller and talk about those items and those things on your mind. You can schedule a free consultation, in fact, by going to RoadmapFinancial.com and clicking on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Schedule your time to visit right there. Again, that's RoadmapFinancial.com or give a call to 336-291-3535. 336-291-3535. Glenn, really appreciate the help on the show today. We'll have another great episode on tap next week. Until then, take care, and uh, thanks for your help. All right, Walter. Take care now. All right, sounds good. That's Glenn. I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. 